been a while. Yeah, dude, I had COVID. Yeah, you were, you were gone for a week and you came back and you immediately had COVID. It was a time to be alive, and I'm glad it's over. <laughs> yeah, how you feeling? I'm fine now. I've been fine for a few days now, but boy, uh, getting last week was shit. <laughs> um, hopefully, I don't get COVID. Oh, you'll be so fine. So far, so good. You'll be fine. I've been in my room, like, the whole time since I've been back. That's true. Uh, and I and I hope you're right, because now I'm on vacation, and I would rather not spend half of that in bed. Uh, especially when I am very suddenly committed to running two D&D campaigns. Hell yeah. Which is why, I'll, I'll be honest, I might I might do some multitasking through, through this podcast, because I got a lot of shit to do before three hours is up tonight. Hell yeah. Um, but, so, in, in the time since we have been gone, uh, I know we're very late to the party, but I feel very passionately about Stranger Things Season 4, and I really want to talk about it. Um, and, and I think, I think we will have some discourse about it, and I'm interested to hear your take. Hopefully, you are not too far removed that we can't have a decent discussion. Oh, I'm ready, baby. Alright, well, we'll get to that later. Um, we want to hit some news first. Um, and I guess first and foremost, we could talk about some stuff out of San Diego Comic Con because that's probably San Diego Comic Con because that's probably the <laughs> biggest thing that happened since we were gone. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that happened since we last recorded, but it's been <laughs> a while and I don't remember it all. But yeah, yeah Comic Con was big. Did did Anime Expo happen between us recording? I- and now? I think so, yeah. Oh, fuck. See, I care more about that than Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what, what what got announced at, at AX? I don't um, know. You, the, the English dub for my favorite anime, Kaiji, is going to start coming out in a few months. That's exciting. See, here's the thing. I basically am like, yes, these events happened. I didn't pay enough attention or nothing other than, like, Marvel shit out of Comic-Con came out for me to be like, yes. This is the big news point that came out of this because it's so inundated in its own ecosystem that there's not a lot that could get come out. And since I wasn't looking forward to anything potentially getting announced at Comic-Con or, or M- Anime Expo, I'm like, I don't know. I got to see some cool content from streamers and YouTubers, and that's about it. Yeah, no, you, you, you make a good point. We care much more about video games and so we pay more attention to the big video game events and less of these big generalized media events i mean like i care about anime don't get me wrong but the only like news i feel like that ever comes out of anime expo is this long awaited sequel has been announced that's that's about it because at this point there aren't that many like hailed manga that haven't gotten an anime adaptation at this point so i don't really know like news wise out of anime expo what 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 there is from an equivalent of a video game standpoint where you have clear news cycles that are constantly going like in the anime scene it's like oh did something really cool happen okay news otherwise it's just like radio silent all the time yeah um, I, I mean, I can say that they did drop a trailer for the cyberpunk trigger anime and that looks sick. That's going to be on Netflix. Oh, 
Uh, well. <laughs> uh, but I guess the the main thing that I kind of want to talk about out of Comic Con is that we we finally got a trailer and uh, coincidentally one of our first looks at Clerks Three. Which, if you're a longtime listener of the pod, you know that I have conflicted feelings about the Clerks franchise as a whole, and 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 Clerks Three only muddies the waters more. Because Hayden, Hayden, have you seen any Clerks movies? Nope. Okay, so so the first Clerks movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's super low key. It's shot in black and white. It's very down to earth. It's like the most slice of life a movie can possibly be. Comfy. And and for its time, it was kind of a novelty. And and because Kevin Smith was, you know, making movies in a time, you know, like right before being a nerd got really cool, it had those kind of like cult classic vibes to it because the characters were talking about that stuff that would eventually get extremely popular. Um, but then Clerks 2 was so fucking weird because they just, like, slammed things into overdrive and made it a crazy, raunchy comedy. Which, like, if that's your thing, it's probably still good. But it's very far from what the original Clerks was going to be. And and now and now we're in, like, the post-heart attack Kevin Smith era of filmmaking. And at this point, I think the man is too meta for his own good. Because <laughs> they did a new Jay and Silent Bob movie. That, like, the entire point of it was... Somebody stole their likenesses to make a movie based off of a comic book that they made in the original Jay and Silent Bob movie. And then there was, like, this whole, uh, like, subplot about, and not even a subplot, but it was, like, right at the end, a shoehorned speech about being a dad and how that recontextualizes your life. And it was very clearly a metaphor for Kevin Smith having a daughter and growing into that, which is fine. But then we have Clerks 3... And Clerks 3 is about them making a movie about working at the shop that they work at. And so it's like Clerks 3 is about them making Clerks 1. It's just weird. Okay, but is Ben Affleck going to show up? I don't, I don't think so. And then it's just like a huge Chasing Amy meme. I'm here for it. That that would that would be the kind of metatextual thing I would want from Kevin Smith, but I don't think that's going to happen. He's too big now that he's married J-Lo. <laughs> yeah, that that's also true. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Hayden, for for your for your concrete insight into the Clerks Three cinematic universe. Yeah, it's all I know right there. You got every bit of info I know about it. So I don't know. I'm I'm kind of excited, but I'm weary. Ke- Kevin Smith has kind of ran his course for me. Tusk was the last great hurrah for Mr. Smith, and and even that, you know, your mileage will vary with Tusk. So you're not a comic book man fan i've never listened to it watched watched it it. (laughs) whatever man that that should tell you all you need to know that's fair did you um i guess the only uh, is there anything else on the clerk's dumb you have to discuss with us here today uh because i feel like the only other like huge bit of news that came out is we finally got some direction on where the fuck marvel's going or what what the what the plan is, and the plan is that there is no plan, and I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> did you watch the trailer for the new Black Panther movie? I did. It's a. Uh, I see what they're doing. 
you could definitely see that the, <laughs> the plot of the movie was determined as soon as Chadwick Boseman died. Um, and we could have had a completely different movie, but alas, we don't. It's sad. But also, I was kind of intrigued, and I, I kind of look... It looks like if um, Vin Diesel made a good movie about family, this is going to be that movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am super into the vibes, and I like where they have decided to go with it. Um, the trailer doesn't really tell us a lot about how the execution is going to be, but I, I think for all the context surrounding it, the direction that Kubler has decided to go is 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 what they had to do, I think. I would also argue it's a great trailer. Because yeah. it's just like, hey, here's some minor themes this movie's gonna be about. And if there's a reveal, you have no fucking clue it's a reveal, and we didn't spoil the fucking movie. And I was just like, damn, you know what? This was actually a really good trailer. Yeah, I agree. It was just vibes. We We got a glimpse of Namor. And we saw, like, some brief character moments from, like, what is effectively going to be the ensemble cast of the movie. Um, but we don't really know anything about the plot. And uh, that's good. That's a good first trailer. We saw the new Black Panther, even though it hasn't been recast yet. Yeah, I think um, I saw some analysis online that, based on the design of the suit, could possibly point at one character, but... I mean, it's either going to be one of two characters. Oh, I meant the baby. What? That was that's Black Panther's baby. Do you not? Oh, <laughs> like okay. I thought I thought you meant the the sting at the end with the suit. Oh no, I meant like his heir being born. I see. Okay. So like in the future, we have our new Black Panther. <laughs> you just have to wait yeah, except... a minimum of sixteen years. <laughs> Well, yeah, but except they they still have to, like, they got to rework how Black Panther works because at the end of the first movie, or not even at the end, but over the course of the first movie, they burned all of the plant that made somebody a Black Panther. So they they can't, they got to rework how the the hero works, which I guess it'll probably just be more suit-based and it'll be Iron Man light, I guess. That, That feels shitty to say. That's probably right, though. I mean, that's essentially kind of what the character already was, except that they didn't have the enhanced of innate physical abilities that Iron Man did. So, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. But then, yeah, you know, what is it? The the multiverse era, which is just like, fucking murder me. <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. I didn't read enough into it to see if Feige gives actual direction but from the headlines and a 10,000 foot perspective I don't feel like they have set our course very well now and yeah I think like we talked about before a lot of that has to do with how they've handled the Disney shows and the fact that the shows by and large just aren't very good well, yeah. so I mean the you know if they're gonna do a multiverse thing now is the time to do all of these projects because it is a lot of projects all of a sudden but it does feel very aimless still i will i will say because we love to rip content slash shout out other content but uh the the big picture did a really good podcast where they essentially i can't remember who else was on it was sean fantasy but they basically just sit down and go okay if you could have if you had a magic 
a magic wand and can do whatever the fuck you wanted with a Marvel movie or the direction of certain plot lines in Marvel. Who would you have direct? Who would you have star in the movies? And around this conversation, they also do talk legitimately about um, some of what their hopes for the coming years of Marvel. And I, I think I thought it was a really interesting listen and would highly recommend you go and check it out. Um, not that the big picture needs us to shout anything out for them, but uh, a very interesting podcast with some very cool ideas of shit they could do that none of which will probably ever happen, but is definitely worth a listen. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think, you know, the most interesting thing for me out of what they laid out for the timeline, because weirdly, they laid out, and, and this isn't like, everything is going to be released, but they laid out what they have for the next three eras, which is like, I don't know, somewhere within the next, not even 10 years. Like how, how far out was the, was it was about the, 10 the, years. The, was it 10 years? Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Now they've already said that they have more stuff to announce at D23, which happens in September. Um, but you know, even just thinking back to when, the Infinity Saga was happening. The the things that we originally had announced for Phase Three at that time was oh, incredibly right. bare bones. Yeah, no, okay, never mind. I I'm over I'm overextending. I don't think they went more than like a phase ahead. So they did like two- no, they had three phases. They announced up through Phase Six. No, I know, but like, for, are you saying like when they first announced everything, how many phases were there? I'm saying at Comic-Con, this year's Comic-Con. Oh, this year, they okay. Announced, okay. They announced projects in Phase 4, 5, and 6. Oh, my God. I, okay, this is... Oh, God. <laughs> and because and so one of those is, like, we're not going to have an Avengers movie for, like, five years oh my, after Endgame. Oh, my God. But then when we do, we're going to get two different Avengers movies within five months. So It's crazy. So they're building up to a big big team up then well yeah because one of them is going to be secret wars which is like that's that's kind of going to be the big payoff of the idea of the multiverse wait they they just straight up and okay what all did i miss because clearly i wasn't paying enough attention they just straight up announced (laughs) secret wars yeah oh boy they um so yeah here we go in march of fucking come on just give me give me the full fucking picture Okay, yeah, uh, in May of 2025, we will have Avengers the Kang Dynasty. And then in November of 2025, we will have Avengers Secret Wars. Now, granted, they only have three projects announced. This is for Phase 6, so this will be, you know, assumedly the end of the multiverse saga. Um, Those three projects are Fantastic Four which will be November of 2024, and then those two Avengers movies. That's all we know about Phase 6. Well, gonna say- but yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be capped off with two seemingly unrelated Avengers movies. Because we're going to... They have to bring in X-Men for Secret Wars, right? Uh, Yeah, probably. I mean, they, they, they did drop... I don't know if you saw this because neither of us watched Miss Marvel, but they did drop the m word during miss marvel mutants are a thing so they're coming so okay because like my my thing is like 
and again they talk about this in a lot of detail a lot more detail but but like if you're gonna do secret wars you have to bring back captain america you have to bring back iron man because you can't do those i don't think without these iconic characters as their iconic characters now granted it's still multiverse so like you can still do that but i don't know okay i need to read i need to do some more homework <laughs> why is so agatha getting are... her own movie oh my god i'm just i'm just going through the this stuff now yeah so we are at the end of phase four right now which i think will be re- remembered as kind of a dud of a phase but that might end up being a good thing maybe the next phase as they start to really ramp up towards something will be better uh but thor love and thunder is the last thing that we're getting for phase four um phase five is going to begin february of 2023 with ant-man and the wasp quantumania and then sometime in the spring of 2023 we're gonna get the secret invasion tv series oh interesting oh yeah i'm I'm to kang dynasty yeah so they're gonna do which they're gonna go kang dynasty straight into secret wars well, yeah, so thinking about it now, I, I think what what I have seemed to piece together of what they have going on in the MCU is there are several different stories happening at the same time, and I think it's likely that Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars will be the culmination of the same plotline, and it'll be a convergence of plotlines. Because Secret Wars is, you know, that that is quintessential multiverse stuff. That literally cannot happen without the multiverse. I don't know much about Kang. He's probably the same way because all we know about him so far is he was at the end of Loki and and he was, you know, he, that version of Kang was the warden of the multiverse for what we know as the current Marvel Cinematic Universe. So they're going to be dealing with the same thing. And at that point, I, I really hope at that point they just drop the multiverse thing. I just want them to have like independent stories like yeah that would also be nice like you can have your uh i don't know what new character you can have your iron man shit going on and oh look iron man showed up in my captain america but it's not like hey remember back in my movie when we did this it's just no Iron Man is in this Captain America thing. And then, oh, there's some there's some X-Men in my Spider-Man. And some Spider-Man in my X-Men. But it's not like, hey, remember when we killed that guy? Yeah, that was great. It's just, no, he's there. That's, that's all I ask for. <sighs> yeah, I agree. Hopefully we will get back there at some point. I hate that there's a Spider-Man movie loosely named Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. Help. <laughs> help hey that one's gonna be dope though uh, okay okay i don't I, i'm getting sad can we talk we can we move on from marvel it's too sure. it's too much it's too much uh what else do we have besides stranger things that we want to touch on uh after jackson told us we got a pokemon a new pokemon direct coming up which means we're gonna get to see some new mons um, but that's sure, about all sure, I have man. to say about that. Hey, hey, I listened to you go cream in your jeans about Sonic. 
You can put barely. Up with, you I it, true. You can put up with me saying a sentence about Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk shit about those starters regardless, though. Hey, fuck you. If they, well, oh, I will too. If they make the grass cat a fucking bipedal Pokemon at the final evolution, <laughs> my, I will explode. You have to clean these walls because my body parts will be all over them as I just explode. That'd be pretty funny. What me exploding? <laughs> Yeah, Wait, over Pokemon. Hey, fuck you. Be pretty funny. <sighs> Is it Stranger uh, and Things then, time? Uh, I do want to talk about. We got a trailer for the D and D movie starring Chris Pine. Yes. I... Which one? One would have thought at one point in time was uh, always doomed to be a failed concept. But you just watched the trailer a little bit ago, and like it doesn't look terrible. Yeah. I thought at first I was like, oh, they're going to do like a super serial thing. And then it's kind of like jovial and half-assed a little bit from a from a vibe. And I'm like, well, wait, that's that's actually just what it's like playing D&D. It's never yeah, super nah, serious. Everyone's usually just fucking around and some crazy stupid shit happens. That trailer has the perfect level of campiness that I think a Dungeons & Dragons movie needs to have. Cause like none of the none of the spell effects in particular looked that great. In fact, they looked like they were in a video game. But that works. I'm into it. I think it looks pretty dope. But then anywhere that the effects mattered, like with the creature design, the like the owl bear they had in the trailer, that thing looked awesome. And we had we saw like actually different kinds of dragons, which was also very cool. Um it's fairly easy to see, like, what class everyone is playing. And, like, our main character is a bard played by Chris Pine. That's awesome. Smart decision. Everybody loves the bard. So, I'm into it. I, I hope it's good. I hope it's not just trailer fluff. But and, I'm excited. And this will be a great transition to our main topic of the day. Because, you know what? I don't... Have you known anyone to actually play D&D the, with the seriousness of... That the kids in Stranger Things play D&D? No. Exactly. Only in my dreams. That's why it's trash. The whole season's trash. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm very intrigued now. Because, like I said, hit the, hit the right vibe for me. But now we can only wait. It'll probably get like absolutely canned from a, from a critic perspective. But... Um, who knows? Maybe it'll be funny. Maybe. I'm excited for it. I think that's going to be the kind of movie that even if it's bad, I think there's clearly enough love and respect for the franchise in it that people that are into D&D will forgive most of the shortcomings if there are any. I forgave most of the shortcomings in Detective Pikachu because go. I got Perfect a lot of example. Pokemans. I forgave the shortcomings in the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and I was rewarded with a dope fucking Sonic the Hedgehog 2. You would not have forgiven if that movie if it didn't change how Sonic looked. That's true, <laughs> and I don't think that takes away from anything I just said. Uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> disagree. Hard disagree. Ugh. Yeah, okay, so straight things. Man. Um, I... I want to start by saying I loved this season. I was I was like super lukewarm on season three. 
So much so that I forgot almost everything that happened in season three. And which is why I kind of put off watching season four for a couple weeks until like you really pushed me to get into it. Um, but then after having watched season four, I don't think there has ever been a time in my life that I like Stranger Things more than I do right now. Wow. Yeah. Because from the first episode, I, I told you after I watched the first episode, that first ep was fucking awesome. Oh, and yeah. I was locked in after that. Like, I've, it felt like more than any other season, they really leaned into the idea of we are lampooning the 80s because it opened up like an 80s teen movie. We saw uh, Eleven and Will at school, which was something we didn't really get to see in any of the other seasons. Um, and then, like, it just, like, very quickly right at the end transitions to... And, okay, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're going to talk full spoilers for the season, so here's your warning. If you haven't seen season four probably go ahead and stop listening right now but go watch it at the very end of the episode they 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 like almost smash cut into the body horror yeah like it it committed so hard to its own 80s spoof bit and then pulled the rug out from under you right at the end and this whole season they went hard on the body horror oh yeah even from that first scene at the end that was awesome Seeing Chrissy's limbs get broken in four different directions, as fucked up as that is to say now that I think about and it. And our eyes get popped in like cherries. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, for me, overall, I loved it. Like, uh, 9 out of 10. 8.5 out of 10? Somewhere around there. See, I, I absolutely adored the first part. So the first seven episodes. I thought it was paced very well. Except everything, except for everything in Russia, because I, you will not get me off the hill that I don't fucking understand why we were still doing that. It, I, I know you had to wrap it up, but goddamn, could they have made that plot point just drag on any longer? But uh, overall, first seven episodes I thought were paced very well. You're just like, I'm on, I'm on this ride. This is great. Um, I think they blue-balled themselves a little bit because if all of this had just come out at once, I have a feeling I would think a little differently and more highly of the last two episodes. But because they made this wait a month for two episodes that are long as shit, the episode eight, I feel like nothing fucking happened and all it did was set up the finale. And then the finale was so fucking long. Uh, I, for me, it did not land the perfect gymnastic flip that I think it did for you. Uh, I still really liked it. Um, and still thought it was very good, but the last two episodes just did not do for me what I feel like. I think I'm in the minority because I think a lot other, a lot of people would more lean towards you, Chris, and just thinking it was a very good season. On the whole, like, as a whole, like, not a lot of drop-off. Yeah, and I will, I will concede that, uh, you know, I, I also think that the way they decided to do part two being, like, two, two-hour-long episodes was weird. It's a weird choice, but I did watch it in essentially perfect conditions because I watched it on a Sunday. I had nothing to do. I sat in front of my computer. Uh, I, I was playing a game at the same time, but not a game that I was super invested in. And I just had Stranger Things off to the side. 
So I got to watch, I, I watched all of part two in one sitting. And so both episodes kind of blended together for me. And I was locked enough into the show that at every moment I just said, I want more of this and I'm glad it's still happening. That's, that's interesting that you bring up the point about watching it in one go because I very much did not. But I was talking to James about this briefly and he was like, oh yeah, I just like binged the entire fucking last season in one go. And he also loved it like on the same level that you did. So I, I'm wondering if because I watched it as it came out and then did not immediately go into the last episode after I watched episode eight, if that is one of the reasons why I, I, I'm a little more lukewarm on the, the ending than, than other people. Although I will say, like, I watched episode eight and was like, I don't really give a shit to watch uh, the finale. Right <laughs> like, also, it was late. So, like, I would have been up to, like, two in the morning waiting to, to finish that episode. But uh, I, 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 I now I'm curious if that is a leading factor for why I was not as crazy about the ending. Yeah, and I don't think that point should be discounted either because when you have something that is of that length, you do run the risk of, you know, we are adults that have jobs and commitments and we can't always, you know, commit to sitting down for five-ish hours to watch a TV show. So inevitably people are going to have to break it up into multiple sittings and if you design something in such a way that you're supposed to watch it in one, then yeah, if you don't watch it in perfect conditions, it can fuck up what you think about the whole show. To that end, I do think that uh, I I very much respect Stranger Things and the Duffer Brothers for, for doing that, for executing on their vision, because making a show like that, where like they still call it a TV show, but almost every single episode is a movie length. Yeah. You know, that's that's exactly what I wanted streaming shows to be. Back in the day when Netflix first started releasing their own original programs, I was really excited. I was jazzed about the idea that, you know, we had premium television that was not forced to pace itself around commercial breaks or largely have to fit each episode into a very, very specific combined runtime. In this way, they got to tell the story, assumedly, exactly how they wanted to, with exactly as much space to breathe as they wanted. For better or worse, that's not to say that means it's a perfect show, but I can at least trust that in that way, their vision was executed, and I respect that. Yeah, that's fair. That is that is a valid point. Um, I just, I, I think one of my issues I had when it comes to the pacing, at least of the last episode, because that's really mostly where I had issues with the runtime. I just thought it was way too long for one episode of television. And I think yeah. one of the biggest contributing factors to me for why I I feel that way, looking back on it, is that it did, I mean, it was two hours and 20 minutes, but it felt like it was broken up in these like 25 to 35 minute chunks. So that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you could have easily made it three or four episodes because based off of these major chunks you could have cliffhangered some of them to lead into the next episode and i think the overall flow could have been improved that way um it's just like i have no issues with them just that was their vision okay it, it didn't hit for me clearly 
because I think my the thing I've told multiple people is like it was it was way way too long for a TV show and as a movie I thought like I just said the the plot was jumping around and the, the there were these what feel felt like similar bits and scenes that they were doing that made it flow really awkwardly if I was going into it as just a standalone movie experience at least for me yeah no I, I don't think you're making a bad point either it's certainly a give and take that at that point you know you do need to ask yourself you know granted we have a conflict that we want to have wrapped up over the course of this episode well how long is it going to take to wrap that conflict and if it takes a while it takes a while but you have to ask yourself, is this the best way to keep people engaged and tell the story we intend to tell? And for you, they missed the mark. For me, I had the time set aside that I could watch it, and they didn't. Um, and that's just, that's going to happen. There's no there's no good answer for that. Yeah. Now, I do, I do have to call out James again, because my man's missed the mark so hard on a critique that I had of the final part of this season, where I had said something along the lines of the amount of suspension of disbelief that had to be done for certain aspects of this to make sense. And he was just like, what the fuck dude? I mean, like you thought, you thought this was real. And I just like to say, James, you're a fucking idiot. And you didn't understand what the fuck I meant because there's some really like objectively, there's some really bad time. Like if this was happening, time pacing shit, that's like, okay, they'd be fucking dead. They would be dead. You expect me to believe that all this other shit is going on either at the same time or around the same time and then these people aren't going to just die. The part where they're in the house and strangled, I'm like, bro, how long are they being choked out in this house by these tentacles? They would all be fucking dead. What are we doing? Yeah, I agree. And I thought that's exactly where you were going. Yeah. Uh, Because I did feel the same thing. When, when they were finally released, I was like, they were choking, like, the whole time, right? And that's kind of, I guess, I think where I was like, okay, the little, the doing these different narrative bits in segments, it, it, this is why you would split it up by episodes, because you can be like, oh, all this shit was happening while this shit was happening, and you can you can kind of get your, in the right headspace to believe these things can happen concurrently, and you're not just like, <laughs> how are they breathing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now, now let me throw something at you that might change your perspective a little bit on that. Okay. Um, not on the timing thing, but, um, so in, in almost literally any other TV show, uh, you have the A plot and the B plot, right? You got two things generally happening at the same time. And I think for the most part, that is based on a limitation of, traditional television media where again you have to fit things in a certain timeline to a certain pace to fit being on tv something that i i noticed this season that i don't think is new to this season but something that i really felt was that there was no a and b plot there was an a through e plot yeah there was so much happening that was so disconnected from everything else And I don't think it's a bad thing. I thought it was actually really cool because this season, again, with leaning into the 80s aspect of it all, it almost felt like every storyline that was happening was spoofing a different genre of 80s media. Hmm. Did you feel that at all? Do you know what I'm saying? I I didn't feel that in particular when I saw it. But when you now you saying that I, I can I can see that more now. 
Because, like, we had, um... Oh, what the fuck is the kid's name the Finn Wolfhard plays? Uh, the one who dates <laughs> Eleven? Yeah, what's his name? Mike. Mike, yeah. So we had we had Will, Mike, Eleven, and then the, the two older guys, one of them's the stoner pizza delivery guy. Those together, that was like... You know, that was like an 80s kids movie still. It was like kind of feel good until until shit hit the fan. Because like there was a lot of comic relief. You had two stoner characters. They were driving in a car for a lot of it. Uh, Joyce and Hopper in Russia. Ugh. Despite being a real shark jump of a plot line, it was at least like that was 80s action. Because Hopper was doing dope shit. For being a fat sheriff from nowhere, Indiana, he was suddenly an action movie hero with a flamethrower fighting a Demogorgon. Okay, you mentioned the flamethrower. I need one piece of media to actually have a flamethrower and have it be used the way an actual flamethrower would be used. You can't tell me that them motherfuckers were toasted when... Our boy was shooting the flamethrower at the Demogorgon, and the flames were like three feet from them. They are dead. They're dead. Game over. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying. This is not a Stranger Things critique. This is a critique of all media as a whole. I know how a flamethrower works. And stop trying to make me think. Oh yes, if the flame is two feet from me, I'm not going to just spontaneously combust. Get your shit together, Hollywood, please. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, and so then back in. <laughs> Back in Indiana with the main crew that was handling all the the upside-down stuff, even that, you had a a breakdown where you had the kids doing their thing, and there was just, like, the Stranger Things thing. But then you had the older kids that had the romance angle, which, like, you know, again, none of this fits fits exactly, but it was, like, that was, like, the John Woo movie of Stranger Things with those characters. And I just thought that was a really cool way to do things. Why are we continuously being... Uh, thrown this bullshit, unrealistic romance between the brother and what's well, I can't remember anyone's name right now. Uh, Steve? No, no, not Steve. Uh, little the gay boy's brother with the stoner. Yeah, yeah. You're him, talking about him, Nancy, and Steve. Him and Nancy. It's the mo. It was the most un unrealistic shit in season one and they've kept rolling with it i hate it i've hated it since the beginning just have steve and nancy get together like <laughs> everyone wants for the love of oh, yeah. god and Why i think that's going to happening? be that's going to be a main focus in the final season because like clearly steve and nancy being together this season nancy is noticing how steve has changed since they broke up and so now going into the final season we're going to have a love triangle situation, and I don't know how that's going to resolve. Not I how hope I Nancy want. ends up with Steve. I hope someone dies, and that's how it gets resolved. Nancy dies, and Steve and the brother get together? Yeah. No, it'd be Steve and Dustin. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, another aspect that I really liked about this show, this season, um, they finally, and like, really dopely brought in the satanic panic to the show. Oh, yeah. That was done very I thought well. that was an awesome addition. And was like, you know, some people called it out early for like, like, you know, if we're talking runtime, the kids don't play D&D that much. There's just like a theme of D&D through the whole thing because they named the monsters after it. 
Um, but some people called out, like, they're playing D&D. There should be, like, a whole, like, oh, it's Satanism thing. Uh, I, I saw articles that were written like that. And they finally did it. And I'm glad they waited because the dynamics they had in the season to do so made it all the better for it. Yeah, I would agree. Now, it, it was a no. One of the things I felt like was just kind of annoying water, watching this stuff from a, mo- a modern perspective is how, like, over the top it was. And how, like, yeah, I know there was probably, it was probably pretty accurate. Or there was some a good amount of accuracy in it, but like that, the bullying scenes were just so over the top and stupid. <laughs> like, I, I shit you know, I was about to just like turn it off when they had the milkshake shit because I'm like that. I don't even give a fuck what era the bullying's from. That's the most unrealistic bullshit ever. And if somebody who grew up in the '80s wants to tell me they're wrong, I'm gonna tell them, "No, you're wrong. You did not actually experience what you experienced." I'm sorry. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ, there dude. we go. Just kidding. Uh, speaking of the bully, though. <laughs> speaking of the bully this season, uh, I really liked that bully. What was his name? Josh? I don't Jake? know. The Something basketball like guy. Yeah, the basketball coach. Um, Player. I loved Wasn't that. A coach. <laughs> yeah, captain is what I meant. Uh, <laughs> I loved that, like, right at the end, it was revealed that he was both a raging misogynist and a racist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, but it's like everyone in that town would have been racist. That's true. It's southern Indiana in the 80s, bro. Like, one, there were way too many black people in this show because it's Indiana in the 80s. There weren't that many black people. <laughs> and if there were, they were hiding because, Jesus Christ, it's Indiana in the 80s. Hot takes from Hayden. These aren't hot takes. This is, these are actually just facts. <laughs> also, one little nitpick that I saw brought up, and I was like, wow, that's actually a good point and a weird thing. If this was actually southern Indiana in the 80s, everyone and their mom would be wearing Indiana University apparel. Because this would have been the height of Bob Knight, and every like Indiana would have been Indiana University would have been like the hottest shit around, and you don't see any of it ever, probably because of licensing. But just yeah, a little nitpick. I respect your integrity for the history of Indiana. However, not not a single fucking human being outside of this state is going to want to get that in the weeds about literally anything about Indiana. That's fair. I'm just here informing the people of the shit they don't care about. <laughs> um, can I gush? Yeah, I've been bringing the vibes down too much. You need to <laughs> pump those numbers up. <laughs> um, I was not too terribly sold on Eddie Munson as a character for most of the season. I thought he was generally off-putting. A little too over the top for me and based on the memes I had seen I didn't really understand where the charm was coming from other than people just liking a goofball of a character but then Eddie Munson goes into the upside down with Dustin finds his electric guitar and decides that the best way to distract the Demobats or whatever the fuck they were called is to fucking shred Master of Puppets <laughs> on a backdrop of red lightning in an apocalyptic scene 
of a swarm of bats raging for his speakers. And it was the most metal thing I have ever seen. <laughs> it was so fucking dope. And it makes me the most sad that that character is dead. Yeah, I don't know why they killed him. We haven't talked about, um, what's her name? Um, the one who should be dead. Oh, Max? Max. We haven't talked about Max at all, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, I, I, I don't know why they killed off Eddie. I, it's like, they, they love to bring in these fan favorite characters, and then they just take them away in the season that they introduced them. They've done it twice now with, with What's-His-Face's character in season two. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it did serve a purpose. Eddie had an arc that got fulfilled, but even I was like, in that moment when I knew he was about to go sacrifice himself, it's like, Eddie, I know you got this thing about not running away from conflict, but but like, Run. now is not the time. Run. <laughs> there's, there's literally a thousand better ways to handle this situation, and they don't have to end with certain death. Yeah, he did have that great line where they were trying to find music, and they're like, I don't know what they say, but it's like, don't you have any music? And he just picks up the tape, and he's like, this is music! <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I agree. So, rip Eddie. R.I.P. Um, and then, and then, like I said, uh, when we started talking about Stranger Things, the body horror in the season was fantastic, and I hope that season five either keeps it at the same level or ramps it up even higher. Um, one of the genres of horror that I've been watching recently that's actually really gotten to me, that's gotten me kind of scared again, is like wilderness-based horror. Ooh, if that makes like sense. Evil Dead. Kind of. But <laughs> I mean like, like being lost in the woods and you get attacked by wolves. Oh, okay. Okay, not raped like I, by a demonic tree. <laughs> no, not raped by a demonic tree. <laughs> um, like, for instance, I, I watched a movie a few months ago called Frozen, not the Disney movie. <laughs> uh, and it was about three, like, college-age kids that uh, they're, like, the last people to ride up a ski lift at a ski resort. Uh, and everyone ends up going home for the night while they are riding up the ski lift to the top of the mountain. Uh, so they are too far away from anything for anyone to hear them it's the middle of winter a blizzard is coming it's too far of a drop to get off the ski lift safely and their only recourse is to sit there and try to survive for a week in the dead of winter and that's fucking horrifying and at one point one of the characters is like well someone has to go for help and he jumps off but at this point, the snow has gotten frozen and hard, so he breaks both of his legs when he lands. Hell yeah. Oh, you've told me and about then, this movie, yeah. And then his screaming attracts a pack of wolves. And everything about that scene is some of the scariest stuff I've seen in years. And so it just so happens that a couple movies after that, there's like bears involved. And it's like, I'm suddenly very scared of all the outside elements. That all is to say that the bats... Whenever they got a hold of somebody, really freaked me the fuck out. And they're just nibbling on you? Yeah, because it was it was fucked up how they would hunt people and hold them down because you had one that would wrap a tail around their neck to strangle them. The 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 person captured would reach up to pull the tail off, at which point two others would like grab their hands, and so then they had nothing to stop two other bats from coming in 
and just start munching on the sides of their stomach. That's so fucked up. <laughs> and it happened to Steve and Eddie. And I'll be honest, I don't know how Steve's not dead from it. True, true. Steve got fucked up at that that, that one scene where he first got there. That was wild. And then that was also one of the most satisfying things I've ever seen in a TV show when when they do finally come and get Steve out of it and he just grabs one of the bats by the tail and slams it into the ground like four times before stomping on it and ripping it in half. That was the definition of catharsis. (laughs) So more of that. More of that and more of Vecna. And more of killing off characters that we've had for a while. Max should be dead. You had the perfect, like, yeah, it kind of would have been cheesy opportunity to kill her off. But you laid the groundwork perfectly for this super emotional moment where a character that's been around for a few seasons actually dies. And they pussied out. And I will not forgive them for it. I do think there is a possibility that Max stays brain dead yes i don't i don't think she will i think they will bring her back but i hope that they go for a more bleak angle and she is effectively dead but through her interaction with vecna her spirit might be able to be found in the upside down and she will still be an ally for the group but an ally that maybe only 11 can communicate with and channel and there's no actual way to get her back in her body which I, I think I think that would be that would be the most interesting story to go with yeah. that character at this point. I mean, because like you you did all the things to be like I've seen this anime enough times. I was re- uh, you set me you primed me perfectly to accept that this character was, was gonna die. Hell, she you have you three fourths of the way killed her, and then you're like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. which yeah, and I do think despite Max surviving. The, the fact that she did get very fucked up and was very nearly on the point of death and and is brain dead, so is effectively dead, uh, this was, you know, to, <laughs> this is going to be really cringy to say, I recognize this, but this season was uh, the Empire Strikes Back of Stranger Things. Because at the end, they lost. They very handedly lost. Shit is fucked and they failed to stop Vecna. Season 5 is going to be reckoning with that. Almost literal hell has come to Hawkins, Indiana, and it's their fault for not being able to stop the villain this season. It's all your fault, L. (laughs) Yeah. You weren't strong enough, you stupid little girl. (laughs) Just scream into the void one more time for me. (laughs) Also, are you ready for more Will Byers? Because I'm not. Bruh, man's got a bull cut and just wants to play D&D. And he's going to be a signature figure in this final season. They're already putting him in the fucking, like, shit of, like, Vecna's, like, you going to use Will Byers as, like, his puppet. And I'm like, god damn it. God damn it. Yeah, which I I am excited for as well because I <laughs> I, I know that you're not happy, but I'm, I'm excited because I, I did feel this season that Mike and Will you know, for the purposes of the narrative, really took a backseat to the things that were going on in the show, which means that for both of those characters, we have an opportunity for a really triumphant return. Uh, Because, you know, the the tone of the series was set initially without Will. Will was not in season one because the whole plot was trying to find him in the Upside Down. 
And I felt like since then, he's been more of a tool to understand the Upside Down rather than being a real feature of the plot. Yes. And I think in season five, like you said, he is going to be. And I think, again, that'll be really cathartic to to close his storyline that I feel like hasn't been super well defined as of yet. I love the actor that plays that kid because he, he, he's embraced the role that has been given to him. But can we give this man a break for crying out loud? The bull cut <laughs> is awful. You have that shitty – it's a great meme, but – it's him just crying in the car <laughs> and Mike's just like, I don't know what's going on, dude. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I give, agree. give my man, Will, some respect, please. Yeah. <laughs> I know that, you know, again, uh, being stuck in Russia and then literal hell coming to your hometown, Joyce probably doesn't have a whole lot of time to take Will to the hairdressers. But, uh, <laughs> you know, can, can we can we get him off the bull cut? For fuck's sake. Also... Uh, last thing I have to say about the whole Russia shit is mostly, again, why? I just don't get it. But then, too, I don't really like what they did with how they just said, hey, fuck all the precedent we've set about how terrifying and difficult it would be to fight a Demogorgon, Gorgon, and let's just let Hopper uh, two-hand the fucking thing willy-nilly and not <laughs> just get murked after we've seen it just manhandle all, like, 10 dudes at once i i don't know why they did that and i know like to what you said they were going way in on 80s action but again i had to suspend his belief so much to even be like wait what the fuck i've seen multiple people just get mauled by one of these things and now all of a sudden hopper's like just fighting it with his hands I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that that is the most suspension of disbelief. Because if you if you follow Hopper's plotline, he was an out of shape sheriff in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, and and then when he ends up in Russia, he's doing hard manual labor, sure, but he's definitely malnourished. Oh yeah. So the man's the man's not in shape. He's not prepared to handle much of anything. <laughs> but he's ready to fuck Joyce. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's ready to bone down. Uh, and then, and then the other thing is uh, with Mike. I, I, I initially I thought Fuck it was kind of cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> initially I thought it was kind of cheesy, but I've kind of come around to it. The moment that he and Will share, where Will shows the art that he had eleven draw of the party, and he explains to Mike, "You are our leader. You are the heart of this group." I think that's going to be really cool in season five. Because season five, we're going to have the group back together and they need Mike to put him back together and lead things. And I think that's going to be a really good coming home moment for that character. And I'm excited to see it. If we get anything like It Chapter 1 vibes from that dude, bro, it's going to be yeah. awesome. He's just going to be telling people to fuck off and <laughs> <laughs> it'll be great. <laughs> that would be awesome. But yeah, I Mike, Mike was barely in this season, like at all. It was kind yeah. of, and he was, when he was, it was just like, hey, Eleven, I love you. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> he was he was real whiny this season. Yeah. But also, yeah, he, uh, he started out just being like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lot of room to grow. I, I'm, I'm hoping for it. Yeah. Well, I think that's all the gripes and praise I have for Stranger Things Season 4. 
good. I, again, I, I feel like I've been shit, shitting on it a lot, but most of it's like just nitpicky shit. And it, like the reason why it irks me, I think, is because it ca- it was the it was enough little things that added up for me to make it not be like a almost ten out of ten season. And I'd put it at like an eight because episode like again episode one through seven are fantastic, but the ending fell flat for me. Um, and all these it was it was just the accumulation of all these little things that I had varying degrees of issues with that was enough to take away a higher score from me. Yeah. I I think I think that's perfectly valid. You know, I obviously I don't agree with every gripe you had, um, but I don't think that makes them less valid based on what you've said. Um, I will be interested to see what the runtime of season five is going to be. When we get it in two fucking years. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if at that point they they pull a, um, oh, they pull know. a Russo brothers and they and they put in Ryan Gosling. <laughs> no, I forget. There, there was a show that did this recently. I thought, but they're they're gonna they're gonna drop some episodes of season five. And then it's going to be a fake out surprise. Oh, Attack on Titan. They're going to do an Attack on Titan. We're like, oh, you The final you season thought... part three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You thought this was the end, but this was just the end part one. Get ready for eight more episodes another year from now. And they're, they're going to milk effectively a sixth season out of it. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Well, I think they've. I think the Duffer brothers have, are on the record saying that it might not be that many episodes. It could uh. be it could be like four or five episodes, but they're gonna be like long ass fucking episodes. And I'm like, what the fuck's the point? If it's the same amount of content, just oh, okay. Um, but <laughs> anyway, but yeah. All right, well that's gonna do it this week. Yeah, I think I think we found the end. We did it. Uh, yeah. So you know, if you liked what you heard, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars on Spotify. I think that's the thing. Uh, tell a friend, shove the podcast in the friend's face, and then put it in their ears. And then tell them to follow us on Twitter, because I know you're already following us on Twitter, at Obsession underscore pod. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks with, uh, you know, talk about something. Some Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Yeah, what? Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Oh. Yeah, I remember you telling me that was actually a thing before the trailer, and I was like, well, I'm instantly less interested. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn, he said, fuck Marcel. <laughs> Jesus. I'm on vacation now, so I, I hope I'm going to get out, and I'm going to try to watch a lot of movies. No, I don't not. have a whole you're lot of be, money, though. You're going to be doing D&D the whole time. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I'm going to... I've got so much D&D prep to do. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's, let's you go do that. All right. We'll catch you in a fortnight. Thank you.